Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Listen to this. The 14th to the 21st is marked as Teen Suicide Prevention uh, Week. And we're going to be chatting right now to clinical manager Johan Lombard, who will let us uh, in on the warning signs that parents can be on the lookout uh, for t- that may indicate that their children may be suicidal. And uh, he joins us on the line. Hey, Johan. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? I am dark and lovely. Happy to have you on the radio. Thank you so much for that. All right. So, why has teen suicide become so prevalent lately? I think when we look at what's going on in our world around us, um, there's a lot more pressure on teenagers. There's cyberbullying. It's suddenly a new thing. It started happening. We've had all the stresses of load shedding, the uncertainty about the future. We went through the COVID pandemic that also enhanced all of this. And I think at the moment, it's just getting too much for a lot of teenagers. Mm. And what are the warning signs that parents should look out for that may indicate that the teenagers may be in need of help? A lot of the times, the first thing that parents will notice is a change in the eating patterns. The child will either start eating more, oh. eating less. There's a lot of the times the sleeping patterns change where the child would rather preferably sleep more during the day, they start isolating themselves, withdrawing from friends, finding excuses on why not to go with the family gatherings. And those are the clear signs that you usually can pick up on. Teenagers are very tricky, Johan, because uh, one of the things you mentioned there is a sign that uh, maybe your child uh, might be suicidal is sleeping patterns. My son is a teenager. He's 18 years old. He sleeps for most of the day and he just enjoys it and i and i'm i'm just like thinking to myself what would change would he sleep more or sleep less so usually what happens is a combination of these patterns okay so so the sleeping pattern by itself i know a lot of teenagers they would prefer to sleep the whole day and be up at night yeah but but it's a combination of these factors also a lot of the times it's a circle of friends they will start avoiding their usual friends and they start losing the interest in daily activities that used Got to keep them pleasure. Okay, all right. So how are the statistics looking, Johan? How prone are teenagers to suicide? Teenagers these days are getting a lot more. Statistics are starting to show that they are really increasing. And like I said in the beginning, part of that is the pleasures that we're dealing with. Also, during COVID, remember, a lot of social isolation started happening. So kids weren't exposed to other friends and started discussing, how are you feeling? So what we're finding in our facilities, identifying the emotions is starting to get more and more difficult for our teenagers. Mm. There have been numerous reports indicating that black males are more prone to being depressed and suicidal. What causes this? One of the major contributions there is the stigma that's still attached to mental health. So a lot of the pressures, that's everywhere. And now you're sitting with this extra stigma that I can't go and say, but I'm feeling depressed. I feel like I'm not coping. I have to be strong. And those pressures are really getting to the young guys. Mm. And what are some of the ways that parents can, uh, can be there and supportive of their children? I think the first thing is to be non-judgmental. We often want to say to somebody, snap out of it, you just get over it or move on. That's not the case. It's really to start opening communication lines and to start asking the difficult questions. I think a lot of parents avoid these difficult questions because they might get a difficult answer. 
And if you don't know what to do, tell your peanut, I don't know what to do, but there is a help mm, available. Mm. So let's reach out and find somebody that can help both of us. Yeah. How can teenagers overcome depression and suicide? One of the major things is to talk about it. If it's not a parent, find somebody you can talk about. And there's a lot of helplines out there, even within life healthcare. If they find our head office, they will put them in contact with people that will listen and can start giving them guidelines on start doing this, maybe speak to that person and put them in contact with the right people. Mm. Johan, have you seen an increase in depressed and suicidal teen cases in your facilities? We have. Unfortunately, we have. It is on a daily basis we see more and more. Mm. And what's the age range? I'm just curious, how old are they when they come to your facilities? And what's the youngest person that has come The youngest that we've the youngest we've got is 12 years old. Oh, no. And, and then they go up to, and the majority of them are 12, 13, 14. And when you look at it, when they start going into adolescence, there's a lot of physical factors that's also starting to change. Now, dealing with all your emotional changes, oh. with these physical changes, hormones kicking in, it makes it really difficult for them. Oh, my gosh, they're so young, 12 years old. Yes. Sure. What are your contact details, um, Johan, for those parents that maybe want to have a chat because they've noticed a change in their 12-year-old, 13-year-old, in their teenagers, and they want them to uh, check into your facilities? So what they can do is they can find life back in there. It's on 010-009-6199. Wonderful. Can you repeat that number again, Johan? I can do that. It's zero one zero. Yes. Double zero nine. Uh huh. Six one double nine. Fantastic. Are you available on social media? Yes. They can go onto any of our live healthcare websites. They will find a whole range. So we've got quite a few facilities all over South Africa that focus especially on mental health. And when they go into them, they will see all the different locations and they can contact the head office number as well that's on our website. Sure. Johan, before I let you go, what's the cost um, for for bringing a child or a teenager who's depressed and who's suicidal to your facility, plus minus? So what the good, the fortunate part is we're covered by all the medical aid. Oh, so the medical aid will cover that. And also, like I said, if we can't, if the person can't afford private care, we put them in contact with our facilities that can assist them. Oh, Johan. So cost should never be a single parent that I cannot thing. afford. Yes. When they contact us, we will put them in contact with people that will definitely be able to assist. That's good news. Thank you so much, Johan, for your time. No, it's a huge pleasure. Thank you to you and your listeners. Fantastic. We just had a conversation with clinical manager Johan Lombard, basically giving us some of the warning signs that as parents we need to be on the lookout for, um, that our child may be suicidal. And it is a number of things. Their sleeping patterns, their eating patterns, the friends that they, uh, you know, that they have, whether they're withdrawing from their friendships or not, those are some of the signs. Radio 2000 Podcast.